Hey, Matt, what's your favorite number? Uh, 32. 32. Why is that? Uh, I think it stays until pitchers and catchers report. Yes. February 13th, pitchers and catchers report. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, did the uh, roll tide roll? Uh, well, with that, let's cue the jingle. <laughs> You know what time it is. Time for another train run. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization and learning how to talk good. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of Mayhill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I'm Kyle Bierman of First Baptist Church, Alamogordo, New Mexico, Director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And we bring a combined 31 years of ministry experience to the table. And as you can tell, uh, we still mess up time and time again. Yeah, you could say we're experts in what not to do. But before we dive in, allow us a moment to tell you a little something about the Christian Standard Bible. We are the official podcast of the Word of God. And that's all you need to know. So go out to your Lifeway today and grab a copy of the CSB. Because of its blend of readability and accuracy, we highly recommend it. We both use it in our devotional times, in our pulpits, and uh, it's great translation. So visit csbible.com after the show or head to your local Lifeway and grab one for yourself. Well, Kyle, what are we going to talk about today, bro? Today we are talking about the primacy of the Word in worship. The what? The primacy of the word in worship. Uh, okay, fill me in. What's that? Okay, the importance of the word in worship. Okay, I, I'm with you now because I, I thought we were talking about primates or something. I don't. I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so now that you're with me, um, the importance or the primacy of the word in worship. In other words, why the word of God needs to be at the forefront and why it needs to be of utmost importance in our worship services. Uh, I'll try and be serious now. <laughs> the, the word matters. It is the inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God and ought to be a non-negotiable uh, when it comes to our worship gatherings. But before we dive in, Kyle, how's the uh, church and how's your family? Yeah, uh, things are going well. You know, we are uh, now a couple of weeks into the new year and uh, things are rocking along. Um, as, as this goes live on Friday morning, we are prepping for our first uh, Lego League tournament of the year uh, on Saturday morning. And um, so that's starting back up again. And then uh, my son is doing uh, basketball again. So it seems like all this stuff we were talking about last year, it's, it's all coming back around. And yep. um, we're we're back into it. So, yeah, um, got got basketball games and basketball practice and Lego League stuff, and it's fun, but it's uh, it's busy. How about you guys? We're doing well. Uh, we had a good holiday and a good Christmas, and made it back. Uh, our listeners aren't going to have a clue what I'm talking about, but there's one stretch of road uh, between a town called Artesia and May Hill. Uh, this is the road that highway 82. Yes, it, it goes on and on, it, my it never, friend ever 
ends. And uh, we had to take it normally about 65 to 75 miles per hour, uh, but it was covered in black ice on our trip back from Dallas. And so we took that trip about 30 to 35 miles per hour and it took forever. But I, I did get more confident as I was driving because some uh, Mustangs came down the mountain and I thought if some Mustangs could come down, you know, I had a Mustang and, and it's yeah. sometimes a little sketchy in water. So I was like, if they can make it down, we can make it up in the exposition. And uh, so we did, we made it back and I had a great Sunday back in the uh, saddle. Had a great crowd on a Sunday morning and actually had five uh, come forward to join. And so that was wonderful. Awesome. Uh, so it's a great, it was just good to be back. I, you know, missing one Sunday, I don't know about you, but missing one Sunday, it felt like a month that yeah. from, from when I'd seen people before it, it drove me batty. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're back at it. So uh, back to the topic at hand, let's start with Alamogordo. How do you make sure that God's word is where it needs to be in y'all's services. Yeah, so um, I think a lot of that goes back to um, what we believe about how we preach the word, right? So 95% of the time or so, um, what I'm doing is going through um, books of the Bible. And so um, we're preaching through God's word. Um, And even beyond that, um, you you know, when we're, uh, when we're, preaching through the word of God, if I'm preaching through a series, um, I'll stop occasionally and say, okay, now, now this is what the Bible says about this. And here's the way that we kind of do things. Um, and I've said before where there is, um, uh, you know, disparity between the way the, the word, the Bible says we should be doing things and the way we're doing things. Um, the burden is on us to, to adjust ourselves to the, to the Bible. And so I want to make sure that people know this is our authority, right? Um, Beyond just the morning worship service um, and our small groups, we at, at the beginning of December, we switched and, and church wide, we're using the gospel project, uh, which, of course, goes through the story of scripture in three years. And so I wanted that to be uh, in front of our people as well, that, um, you know, we're not just picking topics to to discuss, but we want to be diving into God's word in our small groups. And then, of course, it, it takes um front and center, literally front, front stage, um, in, in the worship service. How about you guys? What is, what does Mayhill do? We don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just whatever Matt's thoughts are for the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Matt hour. Uh, no, first we begin, uh, you know, really our whole order of service is, is kind of, uh, wrapped around this idea, but we, we begin it with scripture reading. Usually it's a connected passage to our text that morning. Sometimes it's going to be the passage from the Psalms. Uh, that we'll be studying uh, that night. And, and do you uh, do that or do you have somebody else read it? I usually do. I've In the past, uh, at my last church, we had a rotation of some different families from kind of different stations of life uh, that came through. So some of the teenagers would read and then, you know, young families like us would read and then older folks all, all kind of across the board. And we, we made bring that in because right now it's like the one man band anyway, <laughs> uh, because I have to do the scripture reading. Then I have to run over, play the piano and, and it's just back and forth, back and forth. But it's, it's good for my uh, steps for the day. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, your Fitbit likes it. <laughs> it. It loves it. But uh, when it comes to the actual preaching of it, as, as you know, and, and our listeners know, cause I think we talked about it before. I, I utilize what's known as text driven preaching, similar to you. Uh, which is another way to 
understand, or, or I guess a more proper way to understand expositional uh, preaching. Text-driven preaching is the interpretation and communication of a biblical text in a sermon that represents the substance, structure, and the spirit of the text. And I stole that straight from Southwestern Baptist Theological okay. Seminary's preaching source website. That's a fancy way of saying that you put the text in the driver's seat. Not my ideas, not my opinions, but I take what the text is saying of what it's talking about and make that the driving force of the sermon. I I utilize what you know they call the sermon in a sentence. Main idea of that passage kind of simple down into a sentence where uh, it's memorable, it's short, uh, conveys the meaning of the text, and then all of the points are going to pull from from that main idea. Uh, do you do something like that? Yeah. And so, like I said, I mean, most of the time um, I'm preaching through books of the Bible. Um, as we talked, I think on our um, kind of New Year's episode, um, I preached First Timothy back in the fall. In February, I'll be picking back up and going through Second Timothy and Titus. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, whatever the the verses are, the whether that's two or three or, or on the long end, um, 11, 12, 13 verses, uh, the, the whole idea is to get a a big idea um, from the, the text. Now, do you, so, so let me ask you this, do you make that like, like an overarching point that you put in your outline that like, I don't know if you do like fill in the blanks or whatever in your outline. Do, do you do like your main, your main idea? Or is that just for you to keep in mind as you're going through and, and making kind of your subsequent points? Yes. And yes. So okay. as I'm, as I'm studying, usually that uh, sermon in a sentence is something that I come up with very quickly. And then that's yeah. then going to inform how I'm going to write out the rest of the points and so forth, right. because they, they're, they're already there. I've, I've found that, main idea already. So each of those points are kind of flowing out of that. Uh, but that's also something that I read in the sermon, you know, I'll say during the sermon a few times. And, uh, and so uh, I don't, I can't pull an, an example off the top of my head, but I may say the sentence. And, and so now as we see, you know, in verses one and two, this shows why da, 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 da. And so I'll throw it in again. And so at the very end, of course, the conclusion uh, I'll, I'll kind of restate that in a way, you know, now in light of this, the main idea of this text now, uh, how do we live? How does it change us? What, what does it say about who we are in Christ, whatever it might be. And, uh, and so, so that's kind of how I do it. Yeah. And, and now, and I also want to ask, is each point perfectly punctuated? Punctuated? No, yeah. not necessarily. Okay. Uh, it's definitely alliterated. Typically. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, what was, that's what I was getting at. Because you have, you have each point perfectly punctuated with with the piece. It's 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 alliterated. That's all I was trying to get at. Do you alliterate? That was so. the worst joke you've ever done. <laughs> Fine. A Adrian Rogers is not very happy with me right now. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, what what about uh what what's another way that we can highlight the the importance of of God's word and and worship, Kyle? Um, yeah, well, it helps when people show up, right? That's, yeah, yeah, uh, true for, for sure. I mean, they, they gotta be there. Uh, and so we, I think have to give them a reason why, and it's not because of our dashingly good looks. We don't have, no, you know, John Dowling on the episode here to, to, to have the eye candy for folks, but that's no, right. we, we have to encourage our people to, uh, to come. I mean, they, they want to come and, and we want to let them know that God is going to speak uh, because his word is going to be read uh, multiple times and, and expounded upon. And, and as Juan Sanchez says, God created by his word. 
He sustains all things by his word. He gives us his living word, Jesus, and now he's given us the written word uh, that he based off of uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Therefore, whenever we hear the Bible, we're to receive it as the very words of God. And uh, and he takes that out of 1 Thessalonians 2, 2.13. So we got to remind the church of these glorious truths. This is God speaking to them. Yeah. It's, it's not just Matt up here parading his opinions or Kyle up there parading his big ideas. It's This is God's word that we're handling. Yeah. And, and it goes back to something we said last week when we were talking about the importance of daily Bible reading. And that is um, a, a quote from John Piper that I think is perfect. And that is, if you, if you want to hear God speak out loud, if you want to hear God speak audibly, read your Bible out loud. That That is yeah. God's word to us. In fact, I've, I've used that several times uh, with our folks as we've um, as we begin this new year and they're going to hear it a lot more. Um, but, but it's so important. I mean, it's the, it's the most simple thing we can do. And yet one of the most profound is to simply be in God's word, whether that's daily in our devotionals or making sure that the word is front and center in our in our worship services. Um, and, and I think just as is important as that is for our folks to understand, you know, for us to it's it's easy when you get into kind of the you know, your, your to-do list, you know, Monday, you've got to do this Tuesday, you've got to do that. And so, you know, at some point you've got to write the sermon and it's easy to kind of end up taking the Bible as it's a textbook that you're going to explain that Sunday and write a sermon off of it. But if you truly know that this is God's word, when we go into the study, knowing that this is God speaking to us, I have a chance here to study God's words for my people. I'm going to go into the study far more excited than if I've got a textbook. I mean, I've done that in Absolutely. seminary college and it wasn't a whole lot of fun. And uh, but when you go to this is God's word that I get to handle and I get to unpack every week. And it's such a joy for me every Monday or Tuesday when I dive in because I've got a brand new gift that I've been yeah. given. And so when I go into the study, chomping at the bit to experience firsthand the God breathed words through the various authors we're excited. I mean, you and I are excited in the study. When we're excited, I tend to think that's going to infect our our people. They're going to see the excitement in us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, when when we realize how much we need it, when we realize how much we need the Word of God, and, and how much we need to come expectantly, I, I think in in that we'll realize where we fall short. Right. And so that's why um, that's why the, the opportunity to respond is so important to respond to the word of God. So whether, you know, it's in your traditional altar call or, or just some like application points out of the text, some, some things for people to do, there needs to be a way to respond to, to what God has taught us through his word rather than just, um, you know, preaching. And then, hey, thanks for being here. See you next week. Uh, there, yeah. there has to be some time to respond. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think about what God has just spoken to you, you know, yeah. his, his word, what does it mean? Uh, and so in, in this word is for the pastors tuning in a uh, pro tip from Dr. Juan Sanchez. He says this, prepare yourself in the word of God and prepare your people's hearts to hear the word of God. Encourage them to read the sermon text during the week, ask them to consider the main point of the passage Encourage them to ask who, what, when, where, why, and, and the how questions of the text. 
urge them to ask the Holy Spirit for understanding and to test what they hear against Scripture, just like the Bereans did. And he bases that off of Acts 17, 10, and 11. Kyle? Yeah. Now, for the non-pastors uh, who listen, um, so... I don't know why. <laughs> I was I was I almost said that exact same thing. I don't know why anyone that's not a pastor would listen to this nonsense. But um, so so as a pastor, um, let me let me speak for all of us by simply saying, uh, pray for us to, to to beg you, and we we need your prayers um, to pray for our hearts, to pray for our purity, to pray for our families, uh, to pray as we simply prepare to preach the word week in and week out. Um, but then also. Pray for yourself and prepare yourself for the preaching of the word. Week in and week out by, just like Matt mentioned a while ago, maybe praying through the passage that, that's coming up. And the, the way we preach, that's easy to do, right? Even if we haven't published the exact verses, you, you know where we're going next. You, you yeah. can probably make a pretty good guess if your pastor preaches uh, through books of the Bible. So read that passage. If not, I guarantee you it would it would knock your pastor's socks off if you said, "Hey, I, I just I want to know the the passages you're preaching for the next month, so that I can be praying over them the week before." Your, your pastor's jaw will hit the floor if you if you do that. And then sure. ask God ask God to reveal areas in your life um, where th th that you're in need of repentance, and then come to church, show up, and come expectantly. Um, and, and so in the show notes, we're going to leave a, a link to uh, to an article that, that goes through some of these things. And also, um, I want to leave a link to um, a great book on preaching um, text-driven sermons. And that's a book called uh, Preaching for the Rest of Us by Robbie Gallaty and Stephen Smith. I read this last year. It's it's an academic book, but don't let that scare you off. It's it's short and it's accessible and, and it, even though it's small, it packs a powerful punch when it comes to um, what it looks like for pastors to preach text-driven sermons. Um, I got a lot out of it. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, it is time. It is time. It is time to hop off the train until next time. We're grateful you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. You can also visit us online at www.notanotherbaptistpodcast or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. Kyle, send us out. Until next time, when we will be yet one more week closer to Pitchers and Catchers reporting, whoop, whoop. may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. God bless you. Have a great week.